Liberty, the podcast where we strive to rekindle the passion for your freedoms. Here are your hosts, Justin and Joe. Welcome back to Embers of Liberty. We're back for episode two. We've had a mishap in the studio. We have both been frozen stickered, and I did not consent to be stickered. Uh, this is a lot like taxation without representation, but we're going to call it stickering without representation. I have Elsa on me. And I do too, and then mine says, well done. Mine so, says, what mine say? Oh, I super. I'm yeah, super. You're super. Yes, my wife thinks I'm super. <sighs> what do we got today, Joe? Well, Rush Limbaugh died this week. Can't say that I know a whole lot about Rush Limbaugh. I know that he pretty much pioneered the game as far as conservative talk radio goes. He had well, a very long career. He was very good at what he did. Um, and he changed a lot. According to Ben Shapiro, he was kind of the the pioneer for talk radio in general, really. Yeah, I, think. I mean, I, I could see where that would be the case. I know that he had a very long and very successful career. I know that there's been a lot of hateful comments made about his death. Yeah, yeah. There's been like, excuse my language here, but like I think I saw one where it's like rest and piss. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that, and then I've seen some where um, they, you know, even when he was diagnosed with cancer, you know, a year or two ago, I don't remember exactly when he got diagnosed. I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember when it was. Uh, the the catch the the phrase that one of the reporters used was, "The cancer has cancer." Yeah, that's that's just that's not right. You know, referring to Rush Rush Limbaugh's being a conservative. Um, you know, he's made a lot of really good speeches uh, at other events as well. It's not even really just about him being a talk radio host or conservative. It's you know you can't treat the dead that way. I don't remember hearing any conservative that I know personally, nor any libertarian talk this way about Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she died. Um, as a matter of fact, most of the people that I saw post anything about it had nothing but, you know, kind words and a prayer to say for her. Did I, I don't, I didn't agree with. I was not her. a, I was not a RGB fan, but I RBG. did. RBG. Oh, sorry. RBG. Yeah. RGB is uh, red, green, blue oh. so, uh, for LEDs, bud. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't a big fan of her, mostly because, I mean, she she did swing more liberal. Oh, no, she was diehard liberal. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. You know, her but, her request was that her seat on the on the Supreme Court not be filled while Trump was president. Oh, and two, and, and, and supposedly Obama even said, like, she left a list of how she wanted her seat filled when when she died. I mean, she had every opportunity to retire well before she passed. But that's that's not how you treat that seat. Like, it's no. not up to you. It's it, up to you, the people. You don't get to pick who fills your seat. Right. Um, you know, that's what the president does. The president's term, in her own words, you know, it doesn't end at three years. But I will say... On the positive side of things, she did do a lot for women's rights and stuff like that. So that's yeah, a good thing. I mean, they all have some positives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's everybody like we, Everybody has positives. Yeah, just like we talked about last time. There were some good things Obama did. There were bad, a lot of bad things, but some good things. Just Not like, necessarily bad things, but things that we don't agree with. Right. Just like Trump. 
there's some good things he did, some bad things he did. That's what I feel society is losing is that uh, ability to discern, like, hey, he's not the best president in the world, but, you know. Yeah, Policy-wise, he was a pretty good president. I think he did pretty good. I mean. Did, I wanted him to shut up. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that was my big thing with Trump is yeah. I just wanted him to be quiet. He definitely, I think he definitely swung more libertarian than most presidents we've had. Yeah, he was he was more about the people, protecting yeah. the people now, than like I anything said, else. Did he let things go wild where he shouldn't have regarding libertarian views? Uh, yes. You know, I don't, you know. I, I, like the... Uh, the banning uh, of bump stocks, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, you know, the ATF kind of Yeah, he let the wild. ATF run wild with, with that. But, so, Rush Limbaugh died. Liberals are going nuts. They've been extremely hateful about his death. Um, I don't have any quotes right in front of me. You got let's the screen see, over see. there. Uh, we got one here. It says, saw Rush Limbaugh trending and worried for a second he wasn't dead. That's that's jacked up. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to worry that he's not dead, can you really claim that you're part of the party of tolerance and peace? Yeah, supposedly this is the party of tolerance, right? Like, what, what in the world? You know, as far as I can tell, there's not a liberal out there that I know that's really super tolerant of no. any view that doesn't agree with their own. Um. So, my position has always been that I will change my position based on relevant information. Yeah. And you don't really get that out of out of liberals. So, we got one. So, now we live in a world without, without Rush Limbaugh. Let's see. Rush Limbaugh did a lot of damage to America. What damage? What damage did he do? He's a talk show radio host. Well, just like they say Trump, you know, he... They say he he sowed division and he was full of divisiveness. But what people are forgetting is we're still human beings and we can make our own decisions. And we, if 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 you decide to take something somebody says and do something negative with it, that's on you. Yeah, I mean you're you're responsible for your own actions. You know that that's one of the the key points of being a libertarian. Like we are capable of making choices that are for the best for us. Right. Um, well, and even as, you know, the best for the people around us too, because we do, you know, like the whole idea is that you shouldn't, the government shouldn't have to take care of your neighbor. You take care of your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when you see somebody in need, you should absolutely be in a position where you can help them. We got one um, here. Rush Limbaugh must be one of the most racist sounding names. I'm not even going to get into that one. That's just, that just sounds no, dumb. We're, we're going to, that just not sound, talk about that one right now. But that just sounds dumb, though, to me. That just, no. I mean, but really, when you think about it, liberals tend to... Liberals want to say everything's racist. They point everything to racist. Racist really doesn't even have a meaning anymore. Yeah. Because everything's racist. The mainstream media, everything's racist. Well, see, like, like, like how we said, well, we don't know too much about Rush Limbaugh. Like, there was, from what I understand, there was a lot of bad things he did say. That's why I'm saying I'm not really a big fan of him. I never listened to his show. I didn't agree with him for the most part on a lot of things. But, I mean, not saying that's just like anything else. Not saying the dude didn't do some good things. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, like I, I mean, said, I don't know. There's things that I don't agree with on, you know, pretty much every side of the aisle. I listen to Ben Shapiro regularly. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love Ben Shapiro, man. But there's still I love stuff a lot he, of his viewpoints. But yeah, but honestly, there's still stuff that he says. That, there's some stuff yeah. that I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that, dude. Yeah, exactly. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
but you know so we've got that what else we got biden oh yeah we're gonna talk about biden oh yeah biden's uh sweeping gun control see we got let's uh, just hold on before we get into that let's just let's just read you the text of the second amendment right now okay okay you got it i got it uh let me get it pulled back up the second amendment reads and i quote a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It does not say that, oh, hey, if you think this weapon is dangerous or scary, you can you can get rid of it. No, it says straight up, shall not be infringed. So here's the other thing about the Second Amendment, though. A lot of states have anti-militia laws. So you can't form a militia in those states. The text of the Second Amendment literally states that a militia needs to be well-regulated to protect the security of a free state. So, those laws are unconstitutional anyway. Yeah. Well, you have some people now, though, that like to say, well, that's why we have the National Guard. No, that's not the National Guard. The National no. Guard is a branch of the armed services. Yes. And because a militia is regular, everyday citizens that volunteer their time and money and services to the defense of the country if need be. Yeah. Or to fight against a tyrannical government. Or that too. Um, you know, so I also had it pulled up. Um, and I, I guess I closed that window. But I had Biden's statement pulled up. Okay, here it is. Um so, in a statement, Biden called on lawmakers to enact common-sense gun law reforms, including requiring background checks on all gun sales, banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, and eliminating immunity for gun manufacturers who knowingly put weapons of war on our streets. I'm sorry. So, let's dive into the weapons of war thing first. Yeah, yeah that's a, that for me is a big thing. This is, this is a big one. AR-15s are not weapons of war. They are semi-automatic rifles. No soldier on the battlefield carries an no. AR-15. No. There is not one. No. None. They carry an AR-15-style weapon called an M4A1, Yeah. And, uh, which and is a fully automatic that it uses the same caliber rounds. It looks exactly the same for right. the most part. And there's other variants of that, that rifle. Yeah. That, that, so the AR platform is, is very versatile. Right. Um. Okay. And a, a common misconception about AR-15s, honestly, is that the AR stands for assault rifle. No, it's, it's an abbreviation the, yeah. for Armalite, yeah. which is the original manufacturer of the AR-15. It's the Armalite 15. Right. Okay? Chill out, people. You do not know what you're talking about. Yeah. It stands for Armalite Rifle Model 15. So he made this statement on the anniversary of the Parkland shooting. Which is messed up. Which is the, it's the largest shooting in the history of our nation. Right. Unless you want to go back way, 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 way back. I don't know. I don't, I, that we're, we're talking I, like Indian native oh, okay. American. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that. that. That's new to me personally, but um, I didn't look too much into it. So it was on the anniversary of the Parkland shooting, trying to prevent mass shootings. I get that. The problem is, is that gun grabbing leftists, do not have your best interests at heart. Oh, no. I don't think so either. They don't at all. 
They never will. They never have. I mean, Joe Biden has literally, when he was on the campaign, he literally picked fights with his supporters. Well, you saw I think the- my favorite one was, look here, fat. What are you doing, dude? You called a dude fat. So now he's telling Congress to enact common sense gun reform. There's some stuff in there that I do kind of agree with, like background checks. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with But with- guess what? When I bought my gun, I had to pass background check. Yeah. You're talking about doing things that already are on the books. Well, that's what, well, and, and they want, because they want to talk about the gun show loophole, which actually does, believe it or not, does not exist. Like, yeah, there's no such it, thing as a no, gun show loophole. You still have to pass a background check. And what they're trying to say is, like, well, you know, just regular old Joe Bob from down the street can go to a gun show and sell guns at a gun show. Okay, yeah. But the law doesn't say that the, the background checks apply to Joe Bob down the street. Like, if you are a licensed, was it FF? It's an FFL, yeah. Yeah, if you're a licensed FFL, you have to do a background check on everybody. Yeah, you don't get to skirt around that. The only loophole to that isn't even really a loophole. It's if you, at least in Alabama, if you have a concealed carry permit. It's not true anymore. It's not true. They got rid of that. Yep. Oh, wow. I don't like that. As somebody that bought a gun last year, and, well, yeah, I bought two guns last year. Um, I bought one sold it, and then bought the one that I've got currently. Okay. I mean, the one that's in the bottom of the lake currently. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, remember, you lost all your, yeah. your guns in a boating accident. Yeah, boating accident. Sorry, guys. Um, but, yeah, the, the concealed carry permit no longer grants you the ability to purchase a firearm without a background check. Wow. Well, that's unconstitutional. What's well, unconstitutional I, anyway? My, I, I don't know. agree. I think that it's perfectly legal to require a background check to purchase a firearm because there are people out there that you don't want to buy. Like you do not want these people to have guns. The problem is that whether you have a background check enacted or not, you're, they're going to get a gun. Yeah. If they want a gun. Yeah. That, that's yeah. So I mean, it's kind of a slippery slope. I think like if you, if you enact background checks, okay, I'm going to use this as an example. I had a guy that I worked with, he apparently walked in on his wife with another man, right? Well, act of passion, he lays it down on the dude and, you know, I guess gives him his two cents with his fist, right? Okay, well, apparently during that time, his wife also jumps on him. Mm-hmm. His wife jumps on yeah. him. <laughs> Not on the dude, on him. Okay, well, apparently he gave her the, you know, Ray Rice, you know, one-two, and... I guess she filed domestic violence charges against him. Well, he ended up going to, I guess, prison, jail, whatever. He he got he got a felony charge. He yeah, aggravated assault. Yeah, he was not so he was not allowed to have a weapon anymore. Yeah. So, but dude hadn't done, as far as I know of, hadn't done anything else since then. Like he punched his wife for jumping on him. Yeah, I mean the law is the law. Um, as, as law-abiding citizens. There, there are consequences for your actions. Right. And the consequence for him beating his but, wife's lover and hitting her in the face Ray Ross style <laughs> is that you don't get to have guns anymore because it's assault and battery. Yeah, but I, I think in that situation, though, the man's right shouldn't be taken, while, taken away. While I don't disagree, 
the law doesn't give that. It doesn't give that position. Yeah, and it's like if any if any kind of gun laws need reforming is that one. Well, I don't even think it's that that one needs to be reformed. I think it's more of you know, if you want to own a gun, you need to make sure that you're doing the right things. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, as adults, well, you're capable of making decisions that are not going to negatively impact our liberties. Right. So I think that, you know, whatever whatever happened to prevent him from being able to own a firearm, that's kind of like what we've always agreed on. That's that's on him. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a, based on a choice that he made. So the problem that I have, though, is that you have... Here's the... You have Biden, who has been protected by this kind of weapon for 40-something years. Right. His Secret Service team carries... From the last I checked, it was Glocks. I think they carry Glock 17s, but I'm not sure. You can look that up if you want. Let's see. And let me and let me know if I'm right, Joe. Okay. You've got the L computer over there. Um, so if they are carrying Glock 17s, they already don't meet the requirements for the gun legislation that Joe Biden wants passed, because the magazine capacity ex- is exceeding 10 rounds. Those carry it's a 15 plus one, I think. It's either a 14 or a 15 plus one. Okay, let's see. According to Wikipedia. This is just you know as it pulled up on on uh, on the search here. So the Secret Service's current uh, duty sidearm is actually the Sig P229. Oh. So it's oh okay it's yeah still pretty good. My pistol. dad has one of those. I mean no he doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, wait no my, it's chambered my in, parents uh, both have it's it's a nine millimeter. No, it's actually three fifty seven. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. I think they do come chambered in different things. But yeah, three fifty seven. That's a lot of that's a lot okay, of Okay, but it says it is scheduled to be replaced with Glock. Yes, as most duty sidearms. It may have already have happened. Been. I don't know how old this is. Well, Wikipedia tends to be updated pretty regularly. So, um, of course, like I said, that's just what pulled up because there's a lot to read down there. Regardless, so. that gun's going to carry more than ten rounds. Oh yeah. What's the capacity on it? Does it tell you? Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even see it. Um. But yeah, no. Like if it's a nine millimeter Glock, yeah, it's going to carry more than ten rounds. My yeah. my forty mil, uh, my forty carries more than ten rounds. Yeah, so, I mean, well, mine doesn't because it's single stack. Mine carries eight rounds, but it's single stack. It's a very compact gun. It's easy to conceal. I love it. Yeah, but they're not. They're for that very reason because it's easy to conceal. They're going to want to carry something that can sling some capacity of. Yeah, of I mean, because if the president's under attack. Then well, you need to fire back. Um, and, and and I'm pretty sure that there's probably even some that actually carry a lot of uh, the sub uh, sub model of you know assault rifles. Yes, probably. Um, that's just my that's what I'm that's just speculation, but I'm, I'm I would not be surprised. The other the other big issue that I have is the banning of AR-15s. Yeah. Because a they're not assault weapons. No, they're definitely not. They are sporting rifles that can and should be used to defend your home. And just for fun in And general. just for fun. People like to shoot just for fun. You I, know? I, I definitely used to be one of those people before the ammo prices went up. So <laughs> you've got that. 
Um, oh, and let, oh, oh, and don't but even, my question is, what do you do with the people who already own AR-15s? Because you know that Congress is not going to put a grandfather clause in there for those no, who already own. No, the, from what, what I are you going to do? Are you going to come and take it? Tell me. Like, yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, and, and, I want to know. Yeah, and what I think that I don't know. I haven't read too much. Because the last time I heard Beto O'Rourke, who's one of the cabinet members for he was supposed to be the one in charge. Joe Biden uh, said, "Hell yes, we're going to come take your guns. I'd like to see you try." Yeah, this is not that. No, no, it's, that's just not going to work. You're not going to have a fun time. No, taking people's guns. It's going to straight up cause massive civil unrest. Well, from what I'm, I understand, there's a lot of. Sheriff depart sheriffs departments that are straight up saying like if this ha- if this goes down we're not we're not enforcing it we're not doing it we're not standing behind no, it because it's unconstitutional right you cannot pass laws like this that's what I'm saying who who's gonna breach that door that's the question here who's willing to breach that door yeah not very many people because yeah. you're gonna put a lot of officers lives on the lines I support our police officers there's exactly. a lot of people out there that say all cops are bad they're not. You have some bad ones that get a ton of media attention, and then everybody says all cops are bad. Yeah. Well, it's just like the restaurant service. You never hear about the great steak that people had. Well, yeah, you do. But I mean, you do. <laughs> you do. You do, but definitely. What, what do you hear more of? Oh, it's, no, this was yeah. terrible. It's normally, you know, the wait staff here sucks or whatever. Yeah. But so you've got that, and then you've got a 10-round magazine capacity. What are you going to do with all the, the people who have more than 10-round magazines? You're not yeah. going to grandfather clause that either. Yeah. The great, the best thing about our government, in my mind, is that it's designed to create gridlock. So, even if this bill gets passed through the House, it's not going to get through the Senate. You have a 50-50 split. The only thing that the Senate can pass with a 50-50 vote, with a tiebreaker from the President, or the Vice President, I should say, is via... Budget re- reconciliation. Well, guess what? Gun laws, they don't fall into budget reconciliation. So you can't do that. So we don't have to worry about it right now. Because it's not going to work. Right. Like The, the law is never going to pass. But you need to understand what they're trying to do. Right. They're trying to disarm you. Because once the people have no way to defend themselves, they can do whatever they want. This is yep. all a power grab. And it's ridiculous. You know, I, I don't support a lot of Republicans. I don't support any Democrats for the most part. And I think that all of them just need to remember why they're there. And why they're there is not to shove their beliefs down our throats. They're there to represent what we want. And the majority of this country does not want this. Yeah, yeah, I think you see all the negative gun hype from, I mean, now that we have social media, it's not hard to see the anti-gun people come out of the woodwork. No, it's not. And then the media doesn't do any better job yeah. of, of portraying gun ownership in a, in a positive way. Well, like, you know, there's like a, I saw a video. The media is basically a giant lapdog for the Democratic Party at this point. Right. Like, they do whatever they want. I saw a video recently where like this guy is in a a shooting range 
and they're talking about, you know, the heavy damage an AR-15 can do. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, you can do some damage with an AR-15. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially if it's not chambered in 5.56 or 223. Yeah, I mean, you you can go up to, you know, a 308. You know, go up to 308. I'm not sure what, el- what other 300 AAC. There's all yeah. kinds yeah, of different. AAC. And 300 AAC, I don't know if you know too much about 300 AAC, but it's a subsonic round. That sucker will do some damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's And it's when intense. you put a can on that... Ooh, yeah. I'm talking movie silent. No, I mean I've shot I've shot one with with a, a silencer on it, but it it takes a lot. Off it's for sure. It's a lot. It's very very quiet. Yeah. Compared to well, if you if you have uh, not subsonic rounds going through it, like really you mostly just hear the round breaking the the sound barrier. The sound barrier. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's awesome. I would love to to build an, a 300 AC assault rifle and then put a can on it and i got i got i got some friends that, that did that yeah and i think yeah. our buddy richard's one of them right yeah no he lost his guns Correct. in a boating accident but he had it before he lost it in a boating accident <laughs> okay just be clear about you know what we're saying richard doesn't have it anymore but yeah I when he did it was pretty awesome yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's just that's that just scratches the surface as far as this gun bill goes. I mean, you, we're talking also. Well, like, we're not even talking about the same gun bill because I know where you're going. You're going to the House of Representatives bill that got introduced by the, the senator in Texas or the the representative in Texas. Oh, so we're talking about something different. Yeah, this was this was recent. Oh, okay. Biden called for this one. And then the senator, the the representative from Texas, I keep saying senator. Because yeah, I hers is even calling for like us to. I think it's like eight hundred dollars a year. Like you have yeah, to pay eight hundred dollars a, a year. So it's an eight hundred dollar a year license. Uh, no, it's for or, insurance. not for a license insurance. Yeah, it's a uh, a specific type of license for a handgun and a specific type of license for an assault weapon. And I did air quotes just so everybody's aware. Um, <laughs> and then. They create a public gun and ammo registry. Yep. And I think you have to register your magazines, too, I think. I'm pretty sure you're right on that. I, I read all of this earlier in the week, and I can't remember the exact details. I know we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, this is the lady that said that an AR-15 weighs approximately 60 pounds, probably. Uh, or she, she, I know she it's said the it was one like that said he- it was like as heavy as, as, heavy box. as ten boxes that you would be using yeah. to move, and it utilizes a fifty caliber round, which we've already been over that. It doesn't. Um. So. But it do, it creates a a database that tells that's accessible by anybody. Anybody can pull it up and look, and it requires that you tell them where you keep your guns. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, let's just tell everybody where our guns are so that they can break into the house when we're not at home and steal them. Yeah. That's a great way to protect ourselves. Not. Um, this is just it's, it's another example of Democrat power grabbing. That's all, that's all it's about. It requires a psychiatric evaluation. It requires a 24-hour training which I think every gun owner should go yeah. through some training. Yeah, that's some that that is like the probably the smallest the, the one of the main parts that I think I said. Like for I me, agree with for me, I don't really need the training. I grew up around guns. Like I know what to do and what not to do with firearm. Right, and that's what gets me. Is but like there that, are a lot of first-time firearm owners that don't know what they're doing. Right, 
Um, you know, I, I've talked to people who bought a gun and they don't know how to clean it. Yeah. So like, well, that's, that's, dude, I think that's more common than what uh, there's there's people that are even, you know, very familiar with weapons as far as shooting them that yeah. probably still don't even know how to, you know, clean them the right way to disassemble and clean and all right. that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest part of it, but you know, it's just crazy. The, the law that she's trying to put on the books is crazy town. Oh yeah. And, uh, no. Yeah. I Hard just, pass on that one. I just, I just don't see how that's going to tell me, What is that Congresswoman's name? Oh, what was her name? Uh, just, just look up, um, house gun control bill. It should tell you who sponsored the bill. Well, I was, I was on this one. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Um, Representative Jackson, or Sheila Jackson. Yeah. Sheila Lee Jackson, or Sheila Jackson Lee, I don't know. It's, uh... uh regardless, she's an idiot. She's a moron. Yeah, she... And, and somebody elected her. Yeah, she definitely has shown that she's not too competent when it comes to guns. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a simple matter of, like, okay, for one, you're in Texas. You're a representative in Texas. Yeah, you're, like, in the gun state. You're Yeah. <laughs> so tell me which of your constituents who's well-educated on firearms told you that this was a good idea. Nobody did, because you're doing what you want to do in spite of of the people that you represent pretty much. You're not doing it for our protection. You're doing it so that you can hold power longer. Just like I mentioned on the, the last show, there's a lot of influx of people from California into Texas. Yeah. But it's predominantly into large cities. Yeah. But, but even then, even so like you look at, but it's enough to flip the state. Exactly. It's, uh, It's more than enough to turn it purple. It, could possibly turn the state blue, which is a huge problem. Yeah, because if Texas goes blue, bro. Well, that's something else <laughs> that I wanted to talk about that I forgot to tell you. So, ranked choice voting. Yeah. Pull it up. Pull up ranked choice voting. Google ranked it. choice voting. So, ranked choice, ranked choice voting, and I probably am not going to explain it exactly correct, but it's basically some states, I think Maryland is one of them, or Vermont. Some, it's somewhere up in the Northeast. Okay, you want me to read the like the... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and read it. So, ranked choice voting system is an electoral system in which voters rank candidates by preference on their ballots. If a candidate wins a majority of first preference votes, he or she is declared the winner. If no candidate wins a majority of first preference votes, the candidate with the fewest first preference votes is eliminated. First preference votes cast for the failed candidate are eliminated. Lifting the second preference choice indicated in those ballots. A new tally is conducted to determine whether any candidate has won a majority of the adjusted votes. The process is repeated until a candidate until a wins is decided. an yeah. outright majority. So, basically, you know, you have these people that tell you oh, you're a libertarian, you're going to vote libertarian, you're wasting your vote. Right. It shouldn't be that way. Right. Because if people, so if people could truly vote their conscience and not feel like they're wasting their vote, libertarians would easily take a lot of the vote away from 
Oh, yeah. Either Republicans because or Democrats. Because there's so many people out there that are like, well, I'm not going to vote Libertarian, even though that's what I agree with, because I just don't feel like they're going to win. Yeah, and the thing is, is until we get something like ranked choice, if not ranked choice itself, it's never going to change. Um, you, if you took everyone who voted for Donald Trump last year and switched them to a Libertarian, Libertarian would have won that race. Like they garnered enough attention and enough votes that they would have had more votes than the Democratic candidate. And I'm sure that if you had an option like ranked choice, there's a lot of moderate Democrats that would actually rank a libertarian higher as far as they're agree with who could then vote for the libertarian candidate, but also cast a vote for the Democrat candidate just in case the Libertarian doesn't get enough votes to win the majority. I don't know, because I did look it up. You know, you got all these people saying, oh, well, if it wasn't for you Libertarians, Trump would have won. If y'all would have just voted for Trump, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're right, but we don't agree with Trump. No, they're, I don't think they're right at all. Libertarians are principled. But see, We I'm, vote our conscience. I'm saying the point, the point that I'm trying to make is I don't think they're right at all. Like, I don't think there was enough Libertarian votes to even put him at... Put him as oh, there were, there were. Uh, I do we'll, believe. We'll look it up. Let's see. There was a prominent libertarian that actually posted that on uh, on Twitter. Let's see about how if all the Republicans voted libertarian, Joe Jorgensen would have won the presidency. Which I mean, and we can talk about that all day long. You oh, know, yeah. it's not it's not an issue of what ifs. It's it's an issue of you know, there's a lot of people who are out there that are in the dead center middle of the political spectrum who really, if you could explain libertarianism to them the correct way would agree with a lot of libertarian policies. Oh yeah. But what they don't understand and what a lot of people don't get is that the president is not all powerful. Never has been, never will be. You know, I actually saw, I watched the, the Patriot the other day. I was just scrolling through stuff. Classic. Just scrolling through some stuff on Netflix, trying to find something to watch. I was like, oh, The Patriot. I haven't watched that in a while, so I'll watch it. You know, and one of my favorite lines in the in the movie is when they asked him if he would fight to rid us of the, the, the tyrant. And he said, why would I trade one tyrant for 3,000 miles away for 100 tyrants? 100 miles away, down yeah. Down the road. Or something like that, yeah. And, and yep. he says that, you know, an elected legislature can trample a man's rights just as easily as a king can. Yeah. And he's right. And you're seeing that. You're seeing oh, yeah. that put into action with all these gun control legislation bills, with the the shutting down of the Keystone Pipeline. You know, and that wasn't even the legislature that did that. That was literally that was an executive just order. an executive action. Well, see, I think that's what worries me about the gun order stuff is how far will they let an executive action go? I mean, executive actions are unconstitutional to begin with, if they're changing legislation. Okay. So, executive actions are meant to instruct the rest of the executive branch on how to execute a law, not to enact a new policy. I got you. Like, to use an executive action to make policy is unconstitutional. Like, the president does not have that authority. Never has. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I don't see how, I don't see, yeah, that, that's just, mm-mm. I mean, and I don't know how many he's up to now, but 
a couple of week, uh, a couple of days ago, he was up to fifty two executive actions. Biden was. Yeah, and supposedly it's the most that any president has done in like three weeks, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, and a lot of it was just to undo some said, of the stuff that Trump did. Yeah. And isn't he the one that said something about like if you rule by executive action, that's a definition of a tyrant? Isn't he the one that said hey, that? Hey, you watch it. You'll get fact checked for that. <laughs> I mean, isn't he the one that said that? He did. You know, and the thing is, is like you're gonna if you say something like that on Facebook, they mark you as a fact check. Oh yeah, and but what mostly false is what the, the, I think Ben Shapiro said I think that like it's they're like marking partly it. true. Yeah, they're marking everything missing context. Yeah. no, I'm not missing any context. He literally said those words. Like for some reason, the media is marking everything supposedly that's anti-Biden as so let's mostly talk, false. Let's talk about something else. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and we can link this into one of the other topics that we're going to talk to about. Yeah, you got to say her full name because you can't say AOC because that's, you know, like oh, demeaning or something. Supposedly. AOC, D-Twitch, as D-twitch. Ben Shapiro <laughs> would say. Um, you know, she's more concerned with live streaming and trying to find out what a damn garbage disposal in the in the sink is. Oh, that was... Than anything. That was so... I, yeah, I, you I elected hope, that. Good I, luck. I hope that was... Fake. I hope that was. Fake. It wasn't. She literally streamed it. Uh, like I'm saying, I hope. I hope she was kidding. Like I, ho- I really hope she was. I don't know. Have you ever heard the woman talk? She's pretty stupid. She. She definitely. I mean, she's the one that kept Amazon out of a impoverished neighborhood that could have probably easily brought that neighborhood out of the dumps. Yeah, because capitalism works. I mean, now granted, I'm not a. I'm not a, definitely not a Bezos fan, but. No, no, it, it, neither job, of us are. Jobs are jobs, man. Like I, so I have a buddy that actually used to work for Amazon up in New Hampshire, and uh, so it is. Is it as bad as what they say it is? Yes, it really is. It really is. The working conditions there are terrible, but because I've, I've worked in some pretty hard working conditions, and I mean we all have. And that's he didn't work there for very long. I mean, to me, it's like, do they have air conditioning? If they have air conditioning, sold, sign, sign me, me up. up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said last week. I sit, I sit behind a desk right now. Yeah. Um, well, see, where I was working, there was before I got laid off, there was no air conditioning. It was a good job. Like I, it paid good. It's yeah, just, you got paid really well for it. It's just there doing. was no air conditioning. Yeah. So that's why, I, like, when people are like, "Oh, there's air conditioning," like, "Oh, I got to walk," you know, five minutes to the bathroom. I'm cool with that. There's yeah. air conditioning. <laughs> okay. So what I where I was going with that was that. You know, we had the the January sixth incident on the Capitol. I'm not going to call it an insurrection because it's. I don't think that's what it was. I don't consider it that either. I, I mean, think, I think a lot. I think most of the people got caught up in the moment. I agree. You know, they got caught up in group things. Now, I think I think there was a group of people there that were dead set from the beginning to do oh, what yeah. they do what they did. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you got vegan QAnon shaman. Oh, yeah. Not I, vegan, but he's, you know, he refused to eat in jail because it wasn't organic or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez or AOC, D Twitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, Ben Shapiro, I'm stealing your phrase on that one. <laughs> I, I just love it when you say it. Um, you know, she claimed to be in the Capitol building as oh, the yeah. protesters stormed the Capitol. She wasn't. No. But if you post anything about it on Facebook about how she wasn't in the Capitol, she was in a building a couple of str- a couple of blocks away, where there were no active protesters at all, they mark it as partly true. No, 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 no. It's not partly true. 
She was not in the Capitol building. There's a difference in the Capitol building and the offices of the people who work in the Capitol building. Right. So, I'm sorry, but your fact check is bullshit. It, it's, for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of these Facebook fact checks. Like... And it's almost like sometimes they even miss... There was one about Joe Biden when he told that guy in Pennsylvania, I don't work for you. I think it was Pennsylvania. I'm not sure exactly where it happened. Yeah. But it was somebody, it was somewhere up north, told a factory worker, I don't work for you. Fact check, Joe Biden. You do work for us. Yeah. Fact check, bud. That's the way it works here in this country. You work for us. You work for us. We don't work for you. Right. Um, You know, he told that guy, I don't work for you. And when they... If you post about it on Facebook, missing context. No, I'm not missing any context. He literally told that guy he didn't work for him. Which is yep. kind of the opposite of what you do when you're the president of the United States or trying to be the president. Oh, not of the to United mention States. these were like union people too, and like Democrats are supposed to be like the party for the union I mean, people. And the buyers the At buyers remorse from the unions is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That, like especially you after know, Especially you know, after the Keystone oh, yeah. incident. Because the union that was Constructing the Keystone Pipeline. They, they pushed just, him. They pushed him pretty hard, didn't they? Yeah. I can't remember the exact quote, but they, yeah, they were not happy. Yeah. Which, you know, the Keystone Pipeline, like, I'm all for green energy. Like, I like I love the idea of green energy. But, you know, fossil fuels do have their place for now. And we can't just, like, the way Joe Biden is trying to do things, he's just, like, trying to just, like, literally just flip, like a light switch, just flip it. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And you're not going to be able to do that. We don't have the infrastructure for that right now. Well, even coming from somebody who, like, even just at at the basic, you know, everyday man's level, you know, I work in lawn care and, and landscaping and stuff, and, dude, I mean, the some of the elect- electrical equipment is a joke. Mm-hmm. Like... The, the electric leaf blowers, from what I hear, they're pretty decent for, you know, light jobs, but if you yeah. want a good... If you want to... Like say it's been raining for three days and you gotta blow some leaves, from what I understand, they're not very good. Yeah. Like you need some good gas powered wind. <laughs> I, know, I know that I've got a buddy that uses one of the electric push mowers. Yeah. And he likes it. He said it works really well. But at what size but yard he does it? It doesn't he have? have a very big yard. Yeah, exactly. Um and see it's like they wanna push for, you know, organic food and everybody having enough yard to That's just like with and the same thing goes for like electric vehicles. Like okay, but what if I need to go more than three hundred miles, and there's not a charging station anywhere well, on that? And route? that's where hopefully Elon Musk comes in and sets us up. Yeah, I mean the best way to get the infrastructure set up would be through private entities. It's, Dude, Elon it's Musk never going to be like okay. So at work they have a EV charging station. Hmm. It's awesome. There's a guy that drives an EV BMW uh, that works where I work. That's cool. So. Like, he pulled up beside me when I was leaving work the other day. I couldn't hear the car. And I was like, what the? And I looked over. I was like, oh, it's one of the electric. Oh, man. The first time I saw a Tesla was down in Birmingham when I went to a concert. And, like, I was walking down the sidewalk. And all of a sudden, this car's rolling. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Somebody didn't, you know, they didn't put it in gear. Or no. they didn't put it in park. Or they... No, there's just no motor in that car. And then I realized, oh, no, that's a Tesla. And then I yeah. started freaking out. I was like, dude, that's a Tesla. Yeah, Teslas are pretty cool. You know, that was back when you actually had to have a lot of money to own a Tesla. Now, that I mean, man you still could... pretty much have to have a, a... No, their base model now is only 35000 man. Yeah, 35000 That's like 20000 more than I paid for my car. Dude, have you seen the roads? People driving... Like, we got high school kids driving around like $50,000 diesels. 
that they didn't pay for. <laughs> well, I know, but that's what I was saying. Is like, can, I'm super happy for you that mommy and daddy are rich, but I'm not. Well, I know, okay? I'm, no, I'm saying, but like the basic man. And I'm not saying that your mommy and daddy are rich. No, I'm just no, no, saying, no. like, yeah. for no. those high school kids. Because you know what but, I drove in high school? I drove a 1984 Ford Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. I don't hey, think either of was, our vehicles were very EPA friendly back well, then. <laughs> no, I mean, I drove the 84 Thunderbird. The motor blew up in it, and then I drove uh, a couple of different S10s. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't even think my first. I don't even think my first truck had the catalytic converter in it. Don't tell the EPA that. <laughs> that was years ago. I mean, my grandfather's truck is straight popped. So yeah, I mean, because I mean, we took it to the shop and said, "How much is it going to be to fix it?" And he said, "They don't make that part anymore." And then we said, "Well, how much is it going to be to not fix it?" Hint, hint. <laughs> Forty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's it ran like a dream after that because it was the catalytic converter was clogged. Um, that brings us to Texas. Texas. Oh man, Texas is a fun one right now. Uh, so, so we have the left touting green energy as the answer, and then you have the right, pretty much like wondering why green energy even exists, and then you have. I don't think it's so much as. <laughs> Wondering why it even exists as to why are you pushing this so hard because it doesn't, it's not reliable right now. Right. Which it can be reliable. It can be. There's places like if, Iceland that use wind turbines right. and they don't have any problems, but it's, they it's deal with these kinds wanna, of climates all the time. Right. Texas has been hit by a freak ice storm. It's like a once every 75 to 100 years that this happens. So. And also, too, it's about how much money you want to put into it. Because right now, with the market the way it is, with green energy, it's not cheap. It's not. It's definitely not cheap. Like and I, I actually had a, I had a discussion with somebody on Facebook today. It was not a discussion. It was an argument. Oh, yeah. Um, about how people should be able to use green energy if they want to. Well, yeah, that's all fine and dandy. But you're talking about millions of Texans that don't own their own land or their own home that can't put solar panels on their roof. Oh, yeah. Like, like what about apartments? You're not going to be able to put a freaking wind turbine in your front yard, okay? It right. doesn't work that way. And, um, and from the research I've done on, on, you know, I'm a big fan of solar because obviously wind power where we live would not be a very sufficient way of gaining power. No, we're not flatlands. You know, we live in a, in a pretty mountainous region. Yeah, and then, I mean, we got a lot of times where you have days at a time that, I mean, a breeze may blow, but it's a, like, that just it, that's just it. It's a breeze. Yeah, it only <laughs> seems to be breezy and, and windy when I'm trying to play disc golf, and then it just completely you screws yeah. up my disc golf game. But uh, uh, I'm a big fan of solar in our area, which, you know, you still have the times of the year where you're not getting a lot of sun, you know, i.e. winter. <laughs> yeah, but that's when the batteries come in, and the batteries are great. Like, the problem is, is that, the batteries they had in Texas, they didn't winterize them. They didn't make sure that they could withstand the cold. And I also so saw the, something the t- about the, the windmills uh, too. Well, they to be winterized. Up. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, they shut them down because they were afraid of them freezing up. Something like that. No, I think they actually started freezing up, and then they had to shut them down. But they, they do actually freezing. make them capable of. Yeah, they make heated fans. Yeah. and and stuff like that. So I saw a picture of windmills in Antarctica. Well, not Antarctica, but. Uh, no, Iceland. I'm saying like like well yeah they have them in Iceland. They have them in a lot of places. Well, Iceland Iceland's not that it's it's Greenland. You're, are you sure you're not thinking about Greenland? Green because Greenland is the one that's ice and Iceland's the one that's. No, green. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> you know what? You may be right. I don't know. I can't. I can neither confirm. <laughs> I, think, nor deny. I think that's how it is because I don't know. People are gonna be thinking yeah. like, wow, those guys are. Idiots. No, I mean Iceland <laughs> is the one that's green. 
Um, I can't remember which country it's in. The last time I remember hearing it was Iceland that had okay. the wind turbines. But I, I saw pictures. But still, they get really cold. They oh, get yeah. a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of ice and and all that stuff. But they've winterized that stuff so that it actually works. Yeah, because they're used to that conditions. type of you know weather. Texas's grid is not designed to deal with harsh winter conditions. It's yeah. not because you don't get a lot of that in Texas. And the point that the person that I was having this debate with this morning made was once every 75 to a hundred years, that's in a given lifetime. Yes, I understand that, but why are you going to spend a ton of money to winterize things for a once in a lifetime event? I mean, to be honest with you, you're probably not even going to use it most of the time and you're going to have to pay to replace it before you even use it. Yeah. Because it's just going to break down. I mean, the companies that own and manufacture these things and put them on their land, they're there for profit. Yeah. Like they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah. Like their intentions may be pretty pure with it being wind energy. Just like, I'm pretty sure the farmers, which a huge fan of farmers, I back farmers hundred percent, but the farmers yeah, are mean, thinking, you a, Hey, you have a small garden. Maybe though. I won't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got chickens, all that good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those tiny homestead, you know, if you guys hear the hiss, I'm sorry. I'm vaping while we're, while we're recording, but, but uh, Huge yeah, fan of farmers. Huge fan of farmers, and uh, probably what they're doing, they're like, oh, hey, these people want to put windmills on my property. Hey, maybe I won't be in the black this year. Yeah. Or maybe or red, not black. Black, I guess, would be good, but maybe I won't be in the red this year. Maybe I'll actually break even this year, because yeah. farmers, believe it or not, do not make a lot of money. No. Well, they make I mean, a lot of money, but not a lot of profit. Commercial farmers. Well, even then, like I watched a guy on YouTube not long ago. He does a lot of corn. Matter of fact, it's a... Uh, it's cornstar, what's it? Something cornstar, but uh, he like actually put out. He didn't put the specific numbers, obviously, because there's, you know, you don't want the competition knowing. Well, yeah, you definitely don't want to give all your info away. Right, but he was saying that uh, he actually laid it out in general terms, and it you actually show see that actually if it and this is. You know, maybe contrary to the the libertarian way of thinking, but without the government assistance, they would actually lose money every year. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But I mean, honestly, like, we should be able to fend for ourselves if something were to. Oh yeah, now now when, when we want to disrupt get the to supply that, chain. Yeah, like like I said, I have chickens in my backyard, and those chickens produce way more eggs than I need. Matter of fact, I sell them. I sell the you know the ones that I don't need. You know, and if I wanted to, I got a. a I have a small, small set of solar panels that I bought at Harbor Freight, and those still costed, though, like, for 75 watts, it was still, like, probably $150. Yeah. I mean, it's still not cheap. They're not cheap. You know, a set of solar panels for the roof can run up to five grand. Oh, oh that yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and even even higher than that. It just depends like, on the Like, if you want enough you to want. run your entire home... Yeah, it's not going to be Which, cheap. Which, granted, there's there's argument that you should be able to do that and only rely on the you know the locality power grid when you need it, like in the middle of winter or whatever. Yeah, the, but right now would, the law says that you have to be hooked up, or at least I know in Alabama, I think the law says you have to be hooked up to the grid if you are a yeah you have to be hooked up to the grid. But honestly, if you're pumping more power into the grid than you're taking from the grid, right. they actually pay you yeah. for it. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, so I mean, 
honestly, the the solar panels could pay for themselves. Yeah. The problem that I have with solar panels and and the batteries and the electric vehicles is obtaining them. Not necessarily obtaining them. It's how you obtain the material. Yeah, to make right. That's them. what I meant. Yeah. Like lithium is pretty much mined in third world countries by people with no PPE. Yeah. Or at least last time I checked, that's the way yeah, it was. Yeah, and it's a huge polluter. Oh yeah. Um. So I mean, what are you really gaining from it? Yeah, you're you're getting the feel goods from yeah. not doing. But how any much? Extra how many emissions? But, like, what are the emissions coming out of that that plant? Yeah, I mean, and the the argument that this person on Facebook had was, you know, why are you still touting oil and gas? Because it's what we have that's reliable right now. Yeah, and I think it's, it's still not necessary. an anti-green energy argument. It's this is what's reliable, right? Because coal and oil and gas, well, coal and natural gas in Texas has provided the most energy throughout this entire thing out of any of them. Um, wind dropped ninety three percent. Uh, and I don't know. I don't have any statistics on solar panels. Uh, I don't have it pulled up anymore. Regardless, there. What happened to Texas's grid? Texas is a completely de- deregulated power grid. It's not attached to the federal power grid at all. Right. They they're cannot all, share with other states. They are completely independent, which, in my opinion, is how it should be. Yeah. They've had events where they've lost power for extended periods of time, but not in such extreme conditions before. I know that supposedly with their system the way it is now, the only only downside to them being independent is apparently Texans use more power than they're able to, to make, basically, and they have basically rolling blackouts to manage the power. Not from, I don't know, I haven't read that. So I don't, I can't comment accurately on it. I know that right now they can't make enough power to supply the grid because yeah. of. The well, I'm cold. talking about like in the like the I guess the, it's probably like the heat of summer, like when you're like in the like in summer. That makes sense, yeah. Because yeah. it gets hot in Texas, right? Um, and you know, that's that's probably when it is. But even still, like I mean, but even even then, California does that too. Yeah, they have rolling blackouts during the summer. Yeah. So basically what you're looking at is you've got a blue state that they're not criticizing at all for their power grid. And mm-hmm. then you have a red state that everybody on the Democrat side of the aisle is jumping on saying, you know, renewable energy, blah, blah, blah. And then you have the Republicans that are like, we have renewable energy out there. The renewable energy that we have currently is not working because of the weather. There's nothing we can do. Right. You know, and you can even go further and talk about how Ted Cruz went to Mexico or somewhere where it was warmer with his kids. That's his choice. He can do that if he wants to. It doesn't look good on him. No. Um, He's a pretty good senator. Like I I think he's done a pretty good job. I listened uh, to the verdict with Ted Cruz. It's him and Michael Knowles. I don't um, that. And hearing him explain some stuff that goes on in Congress, it kind of gives you an idea of how things yeah. actually go yeah. down in there. Um, I don't know much about him outside of he, you know, ran for president, lost, uh, and what I hear him say on on verdict. Um, 
do I think he should have went off somewhere where it was warmer? No. His constituents are there. They're cold. They're freezing to death. But also, he's a sitting congressman, and you really don't need him dying right now because he's cold. Well, I, I don't think he'd die. But I don't think so either, but that's not... But, but real leaders suffer making, with their men. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, the way I but see the it. point that I'm making is that he's a leader, and he's, he's more valuable alive than dead. Yeah, that's true. You know, in, in the instance that the worst happened. Right. Not saying that it would by any means, just saying in the event, you know. So his kids wanted to be warmer. I get that. I don't like the cold either. It was cold when I was playing disc golf today, and it sucked. (laughs) But guess what? I was doing something that I enjoyed, so it didn't matter as much. So, like, if you're just there and miserable, I get it. I'd leave too. Yeah. Maybe. Well, personally, me, I'd I'd try to be ready for something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I... like to think that I'm pretty well prepared for if my power goes out in the middle yeah, like, of winter and it's cold. Like I don't know, man. Like get you a generator. <sighs> yeah, well, unfortunately. Well, then too, you know, you got to get gas and all that, you know. But still, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, did you see the guy that was powering his entire house with his F-150? Yeah, as, as that funny, was pretty cool. That's funny you mentioned that. Like, because people are like, "Oh my gosh, this is so innovative," and I'm like, "I'm like, well, I mean, you could probably do that with like a lot cheaper." <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> like, but like, also, like, like, check this out. This is cool. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but. Those trucks are really expensive. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, going back to the, you know paying fifty thousand dollars for a truck versus you know a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, like, but honestly, because he was able to keep his family warm, like, I mean, did it pay off? It public? paid off yeah. in the long run. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's pretty much just a selling point for Ford. At, oh yeah, Ford. Ford's going to eat that up, which they should, yeah. and I would. Yeah, and I, I love would Ford. too. Um, I, I drive a Ranger. I love it. I like Ford. You know, my grandfather was a Ford guy, so I've, I've always been a Ford guy because of him. And supposedly, supposedly, they were the only company that didn't take a bailout. Supposedly. No, they took a bailout. You think so? They all took bailouts. All of them. All of the Detroit-based automotive manufacturers. you got to remember, I worked in automotive for a long time. Like, they all took bailouts. Make no mistake. Until I see a report on it, Ford is my hero. <laughs> I mean, I like Ford. I, the thing is, is the government shouldn't have bailed any of them out. Oh, no. They, it, it was poor management decisions that's, that that's led how, to that anyway. Yeah, well, and that's how you keep the, the, the small guy from coming up and trying to do something. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, that's, that's another thing we can talk about is um, the push to disband all these large... Uh, tech giants. Um, they basically violate antitrust laws. And they do. You know, YouTube is owned by Google. Okay. It's like, you're going to have to explain this a little bit to me because I'm, I'm not very savvy when it comes to all this. Um, so basically, they're saying that the, the amount of influence that individual companies have in everyday people's lives is a huge problem. And I agree, it is. Um, so you got YouTube owned by Google. There's some other stuff that Google owns too. Um, then you've got like Facebook owns Instagram. Mm -hmm. They own WhatsApp. They own some other stuff as well. Uh, and they have control over all of their, these platforms that people post on. So basically they're able to say, no, we don't like what you're posting. And they also lock out 
entry from other competitors. Take Parlor, for example. I didn't have a Parlor account. I never did make one. I don't really care. I don't. I mainly get on social media to either debate people on their political ideologies or keep up with old friends that I don't see anymore. Uh, so I really don't care about social media too much. You mean you don't watch cat videos? I don't watch cat videos. I'm oh, not a cat okay. video person. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I watch cat videos. Everybody watches cat videos. They Cat videos are great. Communist. Um, so, basically, you know, they're, they're saying that because of the fact that you had a almost appearing to be coordinated strike on Parler via Amazon, via Apple, via Google, all of these companies are locking competitors out of the market. It's, it violates antitrust law. Hmm. Um, so, you know, being libertarian, my rights being infringed upon is a problem. And if I can't enter the market to compete with you because you've got control over all of these entities that are going to basically just band together and say, no, you can't do that. You have two options. You either create a parallel conservative economy or you fight back and have these big companies disbanded and have new legislation put in place that says you cannot do this because you don't like what these people have to say. But it, but I feel like all of it kind of just is very, what do you call it? Well, Hypocritical, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, but look at it. So Apple, there's only one app store. Right. You can't get an Apple product to run an app that's not in the app store. Which, that's their right. They can do that. Yeah, they have every right to do that. What they don't have every right to do is to censor people and to pull things off their their marketplace because they don't agree with the things that are said within that. I mean, I don't know. Because, because Apple's main reason was terms of service. They had... Um, stated that Parler lacked moderation. Parler did not lack moderation. What Parler had set up was like a 100-person jury, and they got backlogged. So any post that contained incitement to violence or any of that stuff, if it got reported, it went to a jury, and the jury either upheld the post or they struck it down. Right. You know, removal or keep. Um, so there was moderation on the platform. But Apple's claim was that there was not. So the facts don't back up what Apple says. But what So they is- willfully and maliciously took that app off the App Store. They're getting sued for it, and they should be. Amazon shut down the web services, the server provider for Parler. They shut it down. Right. So now Parler is just gone. Google did the same thing. Google took off Parler from their Play Store. The other thing that's happened recently, especially with the GameStop saga, which, by the way, DFV, um, whose name is not um, appropriate, <laughs> uh, deep effing value on Reddit, has posted that he bought uh, 53,000 more shares of GameStop. Wow. Uh, probably screaming stonks as he did it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did not get in that game, mostly just because I was... I don't, I don't know, but I know that guy wants the tendies. 
I don't watch the market close enough to bail when it's time to bail. Because really, I mean, even Ben Shapiro talked about this. It's basically a pump and dump. Yeah, what they're going to do, they're going to pump exactly it up, it and then people going to make some money off of it. And But I feel sorry for the last man out. But, so back to my point, Google Play actively removed one-star reviews of Robinhood after Robinhood shut down Oh, yeah, and I heard about that. Why are you doing that? Like, these guys oh, yeah. are... Market manip- that's market manipulation. These guys are manipulating the market in favor of the hedge funds, yep. and you're covering their ass by taking off the one-star reviews that are pointing out that they're shutting down our right to trade in the market. Yep. So, I mean, it brings about a lot of things, especially with disbanding these big tech companies. And like I said, I believe that they should be disbanded. Um, that's one thing that I like about Texas's power grid is honestly, they have the ability to choose their provider for power. It's not limited to just one place. Like here, yeah, we're pretty we limited. have one place yep. that we can buy power from. Where I live, we have one place that we can buy power from. Yep, and they can Texas and the guy the the companies in Texas that were about to smack their customers with huge price increases even forewarned their customers if you don't want to get smacked with a huge bill, you need to find an alternate provider. You know, it's not like they're just greedy capitalist scum. They tried to do the right thing. But honestly, when the price of their resource goes up and makes it more expensive to produce power for the people, the price to the consumer is going to go up. Right. It's scarcity. Like, that's just, it's what happens. Well, kind of like what we have is like, here it's a co-op, right? So I'm pretty sure that's how it works. The more people you have, the cheaper your electricity is going to be. Because it's not like... I don't know. I mean, here we had that big scandal, the guy embezzling. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's... The and, money and, from... And then, you know... I they, think it was the water company here. Yeah, though. and they try to say, oh, well, that has nothing to do with your water, your your electric bill going up, but yet somehow right after they got rid of him, everybody's electric bill went down. They're like, no, it just so happened to coincide with that time of the year when everybody's electric bill goes down. And I don't... I mean, we weren't there. We don't know. We can't say nothing specifically whether it was, it wasn't. It's just really Regardless, weird. it's fishy. It is fishy. Uh, something ain't right here. So, we Texas enjoys some of the best power, like utility rates in the nation. Really? Because of their deregulated grid. Hmm. Like, it's a great concept. But also, the people of Texas are about to hold those companies that they buy power from super accountable for not preparing for this storm. Yeah, rightly so. Because they knew it was coming. Right. They chose to not prepare for it. I mean, they've kind of talked about this this whole ice storm thing for, I think, a couple of weeks now. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a long time coming. Like, they knew it was coming. Now, granted, I don't think you could have winterized those those windmills within that no, time. No, but so the gas companies that produce electricity via natural gas, they could have had more in reserve. They could have done oh, yeah. a lot of things to prevent the extreme spike in demand. Right. I will also say, though, from a libertarian perspective, though, it is also those individuals' jobs that live in Texas. Like me, like I said, you know, here you hardly, you you have tornadoes, but, you know, God forbid you have one hit your home. You know, you don't know when it's going to do it or if it's, you know, either way. What I'm saying is I have a generator. 
when was the last time that power went out for a significant you know, length of time that I would have needed a generator? That was back in, what, 2011? Yeah, so like April 10 years 27th, ago. tornadoes. Yep, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, you were the only person that I knew that had gas water heater yeah like everybody stayed Man. at my house coming to your house <laughs> my parents house was it was bomb. my parents house i'm not taking credit for that my parents were yeah, ready his, his parents definitely had the electric powered water heater and everybody was else was awesome. taking cold showers if they were taking showers at all but we were taking hot showers and we were eating hot food yep we had we had we were, we were living pretty good during that time that was a pretty rough period there for about a week yeah yeah there yeah. was about a week that nobody had power and it, it yep. took it took out a lot of the state yeah but what I'm saying is, is, you know, that was 10 years ago. If if, if I went off of that, kind of like how people are like, well, this don't ever happen. You know, I don't have to get this. You know, why should I have a generator if it hardly ever happens? Well, what are you going to do that time it does finally happen? Yeah, but a lot of people don't think ahead like that. Right. Just you like know, you, you've got to take everybody's perspective into consideration. Not everybody's going to think like us, and right. that's fine. But the companies that knew the storm was coming knew it was going to Okay, so I can't say new. They there's no way to tell how bad exactly something is going to be. Right. But you should still take steps to prepare so that your customers are not left in the cold to freeze to death. Right. Those companies that didn't prepare are going to they're going to pay the price for it. Yep. Via lost customers. Yep. Which is the way free markets work. Yep. If you don't like the way somebody does mm. business, you don't do business with them. You find an alternative. That's just like I said, these microphones that I ordered via Amazon will probably be the last couple of dollars that Amazon ever gets from me personally. Oh, yeah. I was surprised. I was like, you're buying these off of Amazon? Uh, they, it was, you know. <laughs> we wanted to get this thing going, wanted to get it going quick, and that was the cheapest, fastest way we could do it. Yeah, I mean, we probably could have done it through a different provider, but honestly, I had not yet decided whether or not I was going to stop doing business with Amazon. Right. Um, but I've pretty much made the choice now that I, that I refuse to do business with Amazon because of their, A, the way they treat their, their employees, and B, the way they treat their customers. Yeah. Um, because the, the people that run Parler paid them for a service that they shut off with no notice. So well, there's, so, there's a lot to unpack yeah. with it. But... Um, so we've covered Biden's gun control law. We've covered HR. What's that bill number? One twenty-seven, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, HR one twenty-seven, which is the. Uh, we went back and covered the, the gun and ammo registry right. and the licensing, the ridiculousness, and the just completely unconstitutional nature of it. Which, granted, like I said, thanks to budget reconciliation, it's not going to get passed. It doesn't matter if they have fifty-one votes in the Senate or not. You have to have a 60-vote majority. I think it's 60. It might be a little bit higher. I don't know the exact number. Um, not off the top of my head, anyway. I could look up, look that up. What? How many votes would it take to pass gun legislation in the Senate? All right. Let's find out. I want to know. I want to give you accurate information. See, this is why I should have brought my laptop, Joe. <laughs> Let's see. I think it's 60 or more. Gun amendment says Washington Post, the gun amendments. This is just the, you know, headline. The gun amendments need 60 votes to pass, but why? 
Yeah, because it can't be passed through budget reconciliation. You have to have a pure majority, or not a pure majority, but a um, a plurality, I think is what it's called. Um, I'm not you sure know, on that one. Half plus one is not enough. Right. Um, it's got to be like, you got to be able to tell that that's what the people want. Yes. Not, not oh, half the people want this, half the people want that. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, pure majority rule is a bad idea anyway. Um, you know, that's why the Electoral College was set up, is so that we wouldn't be subject to pure majority rule. Um, because there could be 49 really wealthy people and 51 really poor people, and the 51 really poor people could say, well, we're going to take all your money via this law, and yeah. we're going to distribute it among everyone equally. And then the 49 people who worked really hard for their, their money and their wealth all of a sudden have the exact same amount of money as everybody else who didn't work anything. Like they didn't do anything for that money. Right. Um, you know, major pure majority rule is extremely dangerous. Um, just for the simple fact that, you know, like 50% of our population is in like four spots. You know, you've got a couple of spots on the West Coast and a couple of spots on the East Coast and then somewhere in Texas. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's why, you know, these people that post land doesn't vote, people do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but you've got an exorbitant amount of people in four populations. Like, you don't want Washington or you don't want, you don't want New York. <clears throat> you don't want New York, San Francisco, and, like, Dallas controlling the whole country. No, it's... That's not how it should work. Right. You don't That's get why equal we have, representation that way. Right. That's why we have the Electoral College. The Electoral College was designed to give us that equal representation. Right. And I used to, and when I was younger, before I knew better, I thought that the popular vote should decide a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And as I got older and started understanding and becoming more in tune with my political beliefs, I realized, okay, that's a bad idea. That's a terrible idea. Right. Um, so, you know, to, to anybody that thinks the Electoral College should be done away with, I, I don't want you in any sort of power ever because you believe in pure majority rule, and pure majority rule is dangerous. Yep. Because, yeah, like I said, because then you're going to have all these yuppies in San Francisco and New York controlling the entire country, and that's just not going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to see the the green energy laws that come out of places like that. Well, and and, and too, like, I don't feel like the people living in New York City understand the people living in, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. No, and they don't understand the people living in freaking Alabama. Yeah, the majority of Alabama. You know, um, like we have different lifestyles. It's it's culture. It's completely different. It's a completely culture. different cultural. View and there's a lot of groupthink that goes on in all of these places, Alabama included. You know, there's a lot of groupthink that goes on where we grew up. There's a lot of groupthink that goes on in the Birmingham, Huntsville area. Like there, there's a ton of groupthink, but there's way more groupthink in all of these Democrat areas. And groupthink is dangerous. And that that kind of brings me to the firing of. Um, now, I've never heard it called groupthink. Like, explain that real quick. Some people so, may not know what you mean by groupthink. So, think. groupthink is when a large group of people get together, they tend to 
segregate themselves into groups that think a lot. Like, like basically in in layman's terms, like a like a echo chamber. Yeah, it's an echo chamber. Yeah, it, it, but but thing. it's not dangerous in the sense that. Oh no, it's extremely dangerous. But what I'm saying is, we gotta be careful when we say that because they would be the same ones thinking that like people that want militias and stuff that's dangerous. So in a way, we can't really. That say is that. dangerous for them. Yeah, that's you what I'm saying. Why? But if we say because we don't, we will not submit to tyrannical rule right. over our lives. But I'm saying we gotta be careful when, when we say that it's dangerous in their sense because you won't be hypocrite. Yeah, but the, so the difference is that we're not after it. We're not group thinking in a way that's going to harm a, major, a lot of the, people. They're, they're group thinking in the sense of what can we do to make people do what we want. Mm-hmm. And we're that's group, exactly right. And we group think in a sense, or at least people that think like us group think in a sense of how can I just be left alone to lead, you know just mind my own business. Um, let me let me look up this lady's name. While you're doing that, I'm going to see if anybody's got any questions for us. Yeah, see, check and so see. So far, I'm uh, not seeing anything. I mean, it's, it's just the second episode. We'll see how it goes later on. Um, Gina Carano is who I was thinking of. Oh, oh yeah. I, 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 is that how you say your, say your name? Because I thought it was yeah, Gina, Gina Carano. Serrano. No, it's, it's Carano as far as I'm aware. Oh, uh, yep. I could be wrong. Um, so, basically... The whole reason that she got let go from Disney Plus was because she likened um, the liberal media target, active targeting of conservatism to the group think that took place in Nazi Germany. Oh, like where, yeah, where their neighbors would like beat them it, in the street and stuff. Well, like the thing that. is, is it wasn't the Nazis that were coming into their homes and dragging them into the streets and beating them. It was the people that they lived near, because the Nazi party was able to influence so many people in that country into hating the Jews. Right. That they, in essence, turned everyday people into Nazis. Whether those people actually hated the Jews or not, they cared more about their safety than the Jews. Right. So they drugged the Jews out into the streets and beat them. And it made it really easy for the Nazi party to round up millions of Jews and put them in concentration camps and kill them. Like, that is the danger of groupthink. That's why majority rule is a bad idea. Yeah. And then you've got places like Disney firing people for pointing out that it's a bad idea. Yet her co-star can tweet about kids in cages and use a picture that's not even kids in cages in America. It was a picture from 2010 in Pakistan. Talking about, you know, separation of families at the border for illegal immigrants. Like, dude, you cannot fire someone for pointing out the dangers of groupthink via Nazi Germany and not fire the dude that's literally comparing America to Nazis because the picture that he posted was of kids at Auschwitz over kids in Pakistan, not even America, and and comparing the two saying this is America. Okay, I'm sorry, but we don't do concentration camps here. Now, we'll go back and say that when we started moving west in the early years of the country, 
there were some pretty crappy things that happened oh, yeah. to Native Americans. Well, even in World War II, when we put... Japanese internment yeah. camps. We're not Nazi Germany, though. Right. There are things that America has done that were not necessarily good. I think that's what people lose, too. Like, But they, we didn't round up Asians and kill them. Right. Nazi Germany not rounded up saying that what we Jews. did was right. It's just... No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> it's not to suggest that what we did was right, but we... It was a decision that was made mainly because of ignorance at yeah. the time. Well, it was just like back during communism, everybody thought their neighbor was a communist. Yeah. Um, and... So these people are are basically pointing to conservatives as we're Nazis. You know, we're we're the bad ones. But they're trying to make everyone hate us. Right. So why make everyone hate us unless you're planning on doing something that's not quite kosher? Um I I don't feel like Gina Carano should have lost her job. No, I mean, I feel like, okay, they're a privately owned company, right? So I mean, they can do whatever they want. They can I, do I, what they want. I don't care, want. but I mean, me personally, I don't have Disney Plus installed on anything anymore. Yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's like, you know, the, fa- the, the point of being a libertarian is you hope that people are going to make the right decision on their own without external influence. Yeah, I mean, we're sovereign adults. Right. We're... Perfectly capable of making decisions that will benefit us. Right. And it's just, it is very hypocritical for them to, yeah, get rid of her, but not people that lean radically left yep. and, and have radical views in that direction. She was basically targeted because she's a conservative. Right. And that, to me, that's not right. It's definitely not right. Um, you know, that's, it's just like if I were to, like, say... Uh, Joe, you're a Seventh Day Adventist. I won't hire you because of that. Yeah, that's it's it's, it's discriminatory. It is. Um. So anyway, we've kind of gone off what we had said we were going to talk about because as we're sitting here, I just I I have things that I knew that I wanted to talk about that I couldn't remember when we were putting the list together. Um, Up on the next on the list is lefties trying to be libertarian. Oh God, this goes back to that Facebook debate that I had earlier. Well, I mean, we do. I feel like even even you look on, you know, we're from Alabama, so you look on the Alabama Libertarians page, and you see a lot of people that they really tout a lot of left views, now, there's but a they difference claim in being, to be libertarian. There's a difference in being a liberal-leaning libertarian and being an outright socialist. Right. Or a Marxist, you know. So I had, a, I had a, an argument on Facebook, as we've already talked about, and uh, this person constantly is just spouting nonsense. You know, all cops are bad, um, systemic racism, anything and everything that's just a pure leftist talking point. Um, And there's a difference in being a leftist and being a Democrat. I want to be clear about that one as well. Um, Leftists are extreme. They are the ones that want to cancel everybody. They're the ones that got Gina Carano fired. These people are not good people. And they want to tell you that you're the bad person. Right. But I've noticed lately there's an infiltration 
of pure leftism into the libertarian pool. Yep. And that's a pollution that we've got to filter out. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's something that's been bothering me a lot. Because, and I'm not talking about, like, like one of the, the, the topics that really I feel like divide the Libertarian Party is the abortion thing. And I'm, I'm not getting into that one because that is literally, as a very divisive topic in the Libertarian Party. Well, I don't know how other Libertarians feel about that, but I'll tell you how I feel about that. I feel like it's not any of my business what you do. Right. You're not hurting me. And I can't say that my belief on when life begins is your belief. And if you don't believe that your baby is a baby at conception, then I can't tell you that you can't take care of a problem for you. Um, But see, for me... I don't advocate for abortion... But I advocate for leaving people alone. I, 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 I like how you put it there. Like, and I kind of can agree in a sense that I don't advocate for abortion, but I advocate, advocate for the government not being involved. Yeah, it's not the government's business at all. Like that's between you and, you know, I believe God, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that's my thing too. Like I would never want someone that I'm having a baby with to have an abortion with my child. Right. Because I believe that it's a child. That it's a child. Right. You know, Me too. that's my view. Now, for argument's sake, if you and your wife found out that you were pregnant and you did not want another baby. Which we are, by the way. <laughs> yes, you are very blessed. Um, Just a couple months to go. But the point is that if I were to find out that you and Beth were having a baby. All right. And you did not want to have said baby and did not want to carry the baby to term. What you do from that point is between you and Beth. It has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to judge you for making the best decision for you. Because as sovereign adults, we have the ability to make choices that are for the betterment of our life. Not based upon what anybody else thinks. Right. So to be forced into mm-hmm. doing something or not doing something because of how somebody else feels is, to me, it violates my principles as a libertarian because yeah. I wouldn't want somebody to tell me I can't do that thing that I want to do because you don't agree with it. Right. It's not your place. I want to do it. I don't have a problem with it. I don't care if you have a problem with it. Right. And that's a lot of the libertarian mindset. The problem is that there's a lot of liberals, as I stated, that have kind of infiltrated the party that will say things like all cops are bad. And if you support law enforcement at all, these same libertarians will assault you whether it's physically or verbally or through text or whatever, and basically call you any name they can because you support 
the police. Right. And and really, as a libertarian, you should support, at least in my opinion, support the police on at least a, a small level. Because that's what separates us from the anarchists, is that some level of government. Uh, so... The the deal with the police with libertarianism is that as long as they're not, you know, harassing me, right? Or, like it shouldn't be. I don't think the police should be at the level they are. No, I don't either. Like I feel like police play too big of a role in our society, but I, that's not saying they shouldn't play no role in. They our definitely society. shouldn't be extorting me for my money via speeding tickets or any of that such. But thing. see, at the same time, though, how do we how do we solve that issue? Like, how do we Keep people from speeding. Well, it's not really our issue to solve. You know, but, I mean, if you were like a legislate, you know, in the legislature, like, what do you think? I mean, is it kind of like, well, no, like, kind of like have the autobahn? Okay, but so to prevent me from speeding, you're going to chase me in your car, speed and put people with people speeding, with obnoxious lights. And probably sirens that are distracting to other drivers. So but it also more, lets people know you're coming. But my you. thing is, is what's more dangerous? Me speeding by five miles an hour over the speed limit? Or you chasing me with lights and a siren and also speeding? Yeah, that does make a good point. Like, it's kind of like seatbelt laws. Seatbelt laws are the, are the better one. Me, as a sovereign adult, if I choose to not wear a seatbelt... That's my choice. That's my choice. Yeah, because no, the only person that's going to get hurt by that choice is you. Is me. Well, I mean, it's going to, like, if something were to happen, God forbid, that I die, you know, obviously my family's going to grieve and things. But that was because of a choice you made. But that's my choice. Right. To wear or not wear a seatbelt. Right. And I don't know if you know this, but my mother was in a serious, serious head-on collision when I was two years old with a drunk driver that literally... Almost killed her. Mm-hmm. She wasn't wearing her seatbelt. But if she had been wearing her seatbelt, it would have snapped her neck. Mm-hmm. She would have died yeah, instantly. I believe there are definitely some some uh, lawsuits on the book because of seatbelts. Yeah, I mean, they're not the end-all, be-all safety measure. No. But in any means. I mean, but... Well, I think one argument that has been brought up before as far as libertarians are concerned is privatizing the police. Like, actually making the police... More, more really subject to the people because if they do a bad job, we can basically be like, well, we're not using you anymore. We're going to go to some other company. Yeah, privatized policing is actually probably one of the best ideas as far as I've seen getting the police under control. And I've even seen an article where they said that they've had... And like, that's not to suggest that the police are out of control either, by the way. So No, no. But, I mean, no, just like anything else, like bad service, you have bad cops. Yeah, they, you're going to have bad cops. You you're have, have some cops leaders. that are you're out of control. Have bad principals at high schools. You're going to every right. profession. There's somebody that's bad at what they do. Yeah, you have like I said, you have reasons. some cops that are out of control. Not all the cops are out of control. Right. Um. So I don't even remember what we were talking about now. Um. So we were going towards privatizing the police. I saw an article where they were talking about. I guess there's one area where they actually did disband the police department. But I, I think it was because they couldn't afford to keep it open. I, I couldn't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. But apparently, like, private citizens came together, and apparently there was, like, a security company or something that actually had private, air quote, police 
that started patrolling the area, and they said that nobody has been. I think maybe one person's been shot, and I, I, even that, I'm not too sure. Like I said, it's been a while since I've read this. Yeah, and they said that they did way a lot better than you know regular police officers. Yeah, I mean, regular police officers are are governed by the government, right? As far as you know, well, you need to. Make sure you're enforcing this law or that law more strictly than other laws. Mm-hmm. Laws are laws. You need to enforce them all equally. Yeah. You know, and what really got gets me is I've been pulled over before for going slower than the guy that just passed me who was speeding doing like 80, 90 miles an hour. Why are you pulling me over? I'm doing like five over the speed limit, dude. He's like already, you can't even see him anymore. He's already gone. Right. So why did I get pulled over? You're doing five miles an hour over the speed limit. Okay, so your point? Because he's doing like 30 over. And you stop me. Yeah, I get it. it, it I get it, man. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I think that... But then too... Speed limits are, are generally good, but really it's more of a suggestion on speed. Uh, or you're saying it should be more of a suggestion? It should be more of a suggestion. Okay. I'm sorry, I could have worded that. <laughs> uh, it should be more of a suggestion than a, a law. You know, obviously, people are going to use their best judgment when behind the wheel as to how fast they can go down a road. You're not going to drive in a way that's going to put your life in danger. I don't know. That, <laughs> There's some people. As with everything else, there are some people. Yeah. But generally speaking, you're going to do a safe speed down any given road. And generally speaking, too, those people that do that can be held accountable according to, you know, the non-aggression principle. Like, hey, you drove really fast and that put somebody else in danger and that person got killed. So you can be held accountable because you were doing that. Yeah. I mean, blatant disregard for human life is blatant disregard for human life. Um, and that's one of the things that, uh, you know, pro-lifers will say, you're disregarding human life. Well, I don't view it as human life. You do, but, but I you're do, making but the argument making for the someone example, else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, making the example in the case of someone else, like they don't. They view right. it as a clump of cells. Right. To them, it's no different than cancer. You know, if you're, so if you're going to, if you've got cancer, are you just going to let it grow? No, you're going to get rid of it. By the way, that, that, that's not reflective of our personal opinions. We're just using no, that No, it's as... absolutely not reflective of my personal opinion. I would fight tooth and nail to make sure that nobody could abort my baby. Right. Um, but That's a whole other topic for another other, day. That's yeah. a whole other issue. Um, We're supposedly, so, just, just to kind of scrape the top of it, they are supposedly trying to make it to where men can fight for their child. You they know? are, yeah. That's yeah. a... That's a uh, something that's getting a push, which you know, that like I said, that's a that's a could be a divisive topic for another day. I read that somewhere earlier this week, and I can't remember yeah where it was, but I did see it. I know it was posted through the Fathers' Rights Movement, yeah, um, on Facebook. It's about the only place I would see something like that. Um, what about the Capitol? You mean like the Capitol riots? But yeah, the storming of the Capitol. We covered that already, didn't we? Uh, we kind of touched it. Well, 
Personally, okay, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, so here's what I think. I think it was a long time coming, and I think a lot of the people, whether they wanted Donald Trump, I mean, I think it was stupid to do it for Donald Trump, but say if we completely took it off the top and said that they were there because of gun rights and because of taxation and all that stuff, can we say that we would probably agree with what they did? I would say that doing it for the reasons that it was done. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. Uh, it shouldn't have been done for, for that reason. Right. You know, um, democracy is sacred in America. Right. Um, trying to overturn the results of an election because you don't like who won. I'm sorry, but didn't Democrats do that for like four years after Donald Trump? And y'all got mad about it. And you got mad about it. Right. And now you're doing the same exact thing. Right. Because let's just face it, Donald Trump lost. Yeah. I mean, and, and you try to, you know, they're like, well, they rigged the election. Look, man. Okay, so I can hold a position of believing that the the election was absolutely rigged in Joe Biden's favor via social media. Via oh, yeah. If, now, if you want to talk social media and the media in general, yeah, it was rigged for Joe Biden yeah. the whole way. There was, you know, they they literally babysat Joe Biden. Yeah. But a as man far... who cannot create a coherent thought through half of his campaign trail. Right. You know, I've already said he called that guy fat. He told that guy he didn't work for him. He called one guy a lion, dog-faced pony soldier. He threatened to fight a guy. He didn't get any coverage for any of that. But like, stuff. if we're gonna and, and and now I'm I'm people that know me know I'm a conspiracy theorist. Now, if you want, and, and I'm even kind of like, okay, you, let's dial that back. We don't want conspiracy. No, no, theorists. no, no. I'm actually about to turn it down. Like. If you want to talk about the, the, the you know, uh, what is it, the uh, the, the, the Illuminati. If you want to talk about the Illuminati coming in and, like, you know, controlling the, the election and stuff, couldn't they have controlled that when Donald Trump won? I mean, yeah. Like, we're not touting the Illuminati here. I'm just saying, like, like if, if, if supposedly it exists and we're going to go that direction, we want to claim that, you know, the powers that be controlled the, the election, doesn't that mean they did it for him to win, too? I mean, that would it would suggest that. Because those people, if there are those people that do exist, they're not, they're not going to lose. They're going to get what they want. Yeah, and if they wanted Donald Trump, they would have got Donald Trump. Yeah. And they, at first, they wanted Donald not, Trump not <laughs> if, saying, if they controlled it. you know. Not saying that the Illuminati controlled the election. No. I, I will argue, though, that the media did control the election. Oh, yeah, not? I think so, completely. And there was also some stuff that happened in localities that, I don't know, that's, well, kind see, of seems wrong. Like, but see, fraud and, and, and all that stuff, that happens every election. Yeah, it's the extent to which the fraud occurs. So, I think, for me, the biggest problem that I have with the election was the sweeping changes to how the votes would be cast in places like Pennsylvania, where, you know... I think you should show up in person. If you wanted a mail-in ballot, you could get a mail-in ballot for whatever reason. Yeah, I think, and I think you should show up in person. In some places, they just send them out. You don't yeah. even have to request one. Yeah, and supposedly there's videos going around of people getting like five of them. Yeah. Um, I I work with a guy. His dad went to vote in person, and they turned him away and said that your vote's already been cast hmm. via mail-in. That's crazy. And he was like, I did not vote via mail. 
Like that is not how I do this. I vote in person. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've heard personal stories of that, whether they're true or not, I can't speak to, but it's out there. Um, and there's a lot of Americans that don't trust the system right now yeah. because of what happened. You know, you, you saw Donald Trump going into the night with a pretty substantial lead in a lot of these places yeah. and then just dumps for Biden. It, it, but that's it to be weird. expected with mail-in ballots because right. we were all touting go vote in person. Right. And that's why I think it should be. It should, <clears throat> you know, and people want to be like, well, it's dangerous with a, you know, a virus, blah, blah, blah. Democracy is dangerous, man. It, it can be. Pure like, democracy is dangerous. Like, like I'm saying, like... But we're a democratic republic. But freedom so. is... I'm saying freedom is dangerous. Like, if you're not willing to die on the hill of freedom, then really, do you really need to be voting... At least yeah, in this country. I mean, that, that's kind of true, too, I think. But So going back to the Capitol, you know, Donald Trump, for better or worse, played up the election drama a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. He kept it going, he kept it going, he kept it going. And there's a lot of people, with even with the impeachment that happened after the riot, um, you know, incitement to violence. He didn't, but he didn't incite anybody. No, he, um, he mentioned, like, we're going to walk down, I'm going to walk with you down to the Capitol. He literally said, peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol building. I'm sorry, but that's, that's incitement. How? Yeah, yeah. But then you have Maxine Waters telling people that if you see a Trump supporter out in public or a member of uh, the Trump cabinet or administration, you get in their face and you make a scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, that one guy killed a dude after Bernie Sanders said something. I forgot what Bernie yeah, Sanders the congressional, said. Yeah, the congressional baseball shooting. Um, yeah. So basically, Bernie Sanders had been uh, saying that the the Republicans don't have a plan for health care. Their plan is that you die. And then this guy gets a gun and goes to a congressional he, he, he baseball says, game. No joke. He says, this he, is for health care. He legitimately <laughs> screams, this is for health care, and nearly kills a senator. Yeah. Like, you nearly, like, like that, that makes no sense. Like, you're going to kill, you're, you're going to yell, this is for health care, and then kill a dude. Like, what? But, question, did Bernie Sanders get impeached for incitement? No. Oh, I that's even, right. I don't even know if it was even questioned. Was it even questioned at all? I don't think so. I, didn't I know it has been recently. Yeah, recently, yes. Uh, you know, seeing how things are now. But when but it happened, I honestly didn't even hear about it till I didn't hear about it until way later. I didn't hear about it until all this happened. Yeah. And then um, I brought it up. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so there's, there's that. There's Maxine Waters. There's Kamala Harris saying that these protests should go on as long as they have to and you should bail these people out of Nancy jail. Nancy Pelosi. What, what is she, the third in line to be president? And she, isn't that right, Speaker of the House? Something like that? I can't remember. I, I'm not sure. Don't judge me on that one. <laughs> I, I'm not up to snuff on my She is one of the ones in line. succession order. Let's look it up. How about that? I'll look it up. But she, regardless, she is one of the people in line to be president in the line of succession. And she straight up said that, well, maybe there needs to be uprisings in the country. Yeah, I mean, she's 
she definitely did say something about there being a need for uprisings after Donald Trump's election. Um, so yes, you were com- you were completely correct. Speaker of the House is the third in line, and you know people uh, are like, well, it people goes vice president, speaker of the House, president pro tempore of the Senate, and secretary of state. So those are the first five. Okay, and and now granted, four. you know people Sorry, did die. Four. People did die during the whole Capitol riot. Yeah, the thing is, is that. Most of the deaths were pro-Trump. No people. No, no, no. See, uh, one cop died. I think. I think it was one cop and, a, and a, a protester. Cop. Now the a protester, protester. There was a guy that had a stroke. Yeah. There was. Um, there was a couple more. I, I, I literally listened to something about it um, on the way here. Regardless, the cop that got the cop that died. They tried to say that he was murdered. That he was hit in the head with a. Um, fire extinguisher and it was found out to be false do you think that stopped them from going with the fire extinguisher narrative no they kept touting that trying to get the guy thrown in jail for the rest of his life the 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 sad part though and this is from politico apparently one the second police officer killed himself afterwards Mm -hmm. that's that's that now that's that's something to be concerned with i mean and but and I think that goes towards that mentality of people p- making this. Me personally, man, like I said, I come from conspiracy land, so to me, these people storming the Capitol, while it was surprising to me, it was it was surprising that it was actually happening. It wasn't a surprise that it happened. <laughs> yeah, no. It- <laughs> It was definitely a shock for me that it was actually happening. Um, but at the same time, you're sitting back like, well, it was kind of a long time the, coming. The problem that I have with it is it wasn't done for the right reasons. Right, right. Now, if they would have been up there saying, hey, you're not going to take our guns and you're going ra- you're not going to raise taxes on yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, this should serve as a Shoot. reminder to Congress. Yeah, I may have been there if they would have been doing that, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, th- I think most of us would. Right. Or at least try to be. Um but you were getting that. This is a reminder to Congress. Yeah, this is a reminder of, to Congress. They should show you who's really in you charge. You work for us, right. not the other way around. Right. Um, I think I've. I think the only time that I've been really, really, really fired up about anything that a, a senator or representative has said was when Alexandria Ocasio Cortez told Americans to sit down and shut up. They were in charge. Uh, no, you're not. You're not in charge. You think you're in charge. But you're not. I don't. You I, work for us. I'm still confused at how she even got in there, man. Like, oh, she is. Oh, she. And people wanted her as president. Believe that, or, not, or at least uh, vice yeah. president. Well, thank God that didn't happen. Like, you want to see somebody storm the Capitol? I'll storm the Capitol. I'm not that sure that Kamala Harris is is much better. Um, you know, she's a giant hypocrite, and um, you know, for somebody that called Joe Biden a racist on the debate stage. You're sure our buddy buddy with him now. Oh yeah. Think if it's, I was Joe all... Biden, I'd be getting a food taster. Well, that's that's uh that's the way politics work. People that that just goes to show you that it's all it's all just a big game. Well, and I mean, there's there's a lot of senators that have come out and said after they get off camera, all of these people are just buddy buddy with each oh, other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um and you know 
Which granted, I think a lot a of it's way, just it aesthetics. Well, in a way, it should be that because you want to try to get along with these people. Well, you've got to find common ground, right? If you don't have any common ground, you're not going to get anything done, right? Which right now, I'm glad they don't have very much common ground because that would mean gun control laws, and I don't want that. No, definitely not. Um, I hope that picked up. <laughs> 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 I got real quiet right there for a second. I think. Um, but you know, there's. There's there's a lot going on right now, and I'm pretty worried about a lot of it. It's um, definitely it's both an exciting time to be alive and a scary time to be alive. Exciting in the sense of we literally are landing rockets that we've shot into space back on Earth and we're using them. That's exciting. That is cool. Yeah. It's scary in the sense SpaceX of SpaceX is pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Huge Elon Musk fan here. SpaceX, hint hint, you know, if you wanna, you know. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's never gonna be a thing, Joe. <laughs> But, uh, as much as that money would be nice, um, it. What was I getting at? Um, but the, it's scary in the sense that uh, you know our, our rights could be starting to get you know threatened. It's not even a question of could be; they are. Oh, they're yeah. being oh, yeah. threatened. Well, I mean, it, it, but it's, that goes back even before that goes back all the way to Bush. I mean, we're talking you know yeah, the Patriot I mean, Act. The Patriot Act was a blatant infringement. Oh yeah, on our rods, um, you know, and then Edward Snowden has been on the lamb because of it for what fifteen years now. Yep, uh, like that. it's been a minute. You know, he's out. In, I think he's in Russia right now. Um, uh, last I heard, last I heard, I think so. But you know, for me, the government really needs to be brought back into check. You know, stop all this excessive spending. By the way, that's not us saying, "Hey, you should go storm the Capitol." No, 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 no. Yeah, you because know, I don't want to end up on the I don't want to end up on the news tomorrow saying, "Oh, this podcast <laughs> inside no, of a riot." I mean, worst comes to worst, you know, there's a there's a revolution, but I don't want that. No, no, but because nobody I think wants that we that. have more common ground than anybody really would expect. And not to mention, I mean, I've heard you know I've heard a lot of, ve- of veterans and stuff talk about that. And whether we need one or not is irrelevant. Is the fact that if there is one, that will you know I think people laugh about it and think that it oh, will permanently change the landscape of this country. It will change the world. Yeah. And but I'm not. I'm talking like it's not going to be pretty. Like no, we're not talking won't. about you know making it look glorious like it does in the in the Patriot. It's going to be ugly. Children will I die. Mean, even in the Patriot, it's not. It doesn't look very glorious. Well, I mean, but they do have. Parts where you know he's running through the field with the American. Oh flag. yeah, well of course. Like I no mean, joke, modern day dude would have been taken out with a sniper like that. <laughs> I mean, he dude was lucky gone. to have made it across the field to begin with, even with that era of weaponry. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even in the Patriot, you see the the main character's son gets shot in the street by right. a British soldier. And and I like what he says in in the Patriot. You know, he talks about being a parent and how he doesn't have the luxury of principles. And, man, I related to that so hard after I become a parent. It's like you still want to support your political ideals. And, I mean, honestly, it's almost like like I would support the idea of a, a revolution as long as it's done the right way. But then at the same time, I don't because I'm afraid of what would become of it. Yeah. Like, because what if the wrong people win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean... um, because I mean, you know, what, well, I mean, what if a bunch of Klansmen end up becoming president? That's yeah. not going to be a good day. But also, there's there's that that quote, I, and I don't know who said it, 
but um, you know, if if trouble comes, let it come in my day. Yeah, and then there's that too. You know, it's like if if, if we're going to face that, you know, I want it. To, I want to be the one to face it. I don't want my my ch- children to face that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want my daughter to grow up in in a world that's just completely war torn. But at the same time, but at the same time, my daughter's already here. So if it happens now, it's too late. You yeah, know exactly. That's what I was um, about to say. Is like really though, we're kind of past that now because we have our children, or you know, I have the second one on the way, and it's just even just having my wife, who's not a very outgoing person. You know, she's very modest. You know, keeps to herself. You know, she don't like causing issues with anybody. You know, she doesn't voice her we're like the complete opposite she doesn't voice her opinion or political beliefs out there for everybody to see and you know i feel i i I, i'm fearful for people like her and my children who just you know they just want to live their lives and not have to worry about anything yeah yeah i mean that's that's true you know I, i don't i don't want my daughter to grow up having things forced upon her that she doesn't want. Right. You know, and I would rather a revolution not be the way that we solve this. I would rather see things enacted like term limits. I would rather see a ban on any campaign funding from companies. I would like to see lobbyists kicked out of Washington. I, you know, there's too much greed and, and, basically crony capitalism that goes on in Washington, D.C. right now. And it's a huge problem. Um, You know, uh, there was a comedian that once said that senators should have to wear logos on their jackets so that you know who's paying them (laughs) to make decisions. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, Because you'll see exactly who's controlling the country. Oh, yeah. And you'll find out real quick that it's not us. Um, and the whole purpose of a representative house of any sort is to represent us. You know, you have two senators per state. That's the balance. And then you have population-based representatives. That's the people. Right. You know, either way, they represent us, but you have to have an agreement between the two to get legislation passed. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, we've got a lot of work to do. Oh yeah. And, and, and even being libertarian that we've got even more work to do. Yeah. Like I mean, we're barely even on the map. Well, I wouldn't say we're barely on the map. Oh no. There's a lot more people that know who libertarians are now. The, the thing is, is that I saw a study last year during the presidential election that said 20% of Americans identify as libertarian, but 94% of Americans have libertarian ideals. Right. I think more people realize, don't, I think people don't realize how much of a libertarian they actually are. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the the shipping guy where I work, um, he always says he's a Republican, but the more we talk to him, I, I told him the other day, I said, I think you're actually a libertarian that's just very conservative leaning. And he just looked at me and he goes, you know what? You're right. I am more of a libertarian than a Republican. Um, you know, cause he, he supports some of the same things that I do. Like, uh, you know, the decriminalization of, of weed at minimum weed. Hmm. Um, 
and you know the free market and the second amendment stuff all you know all the the big points for libertarianism like he he fully agrees you know um and as far as like the second amendment goes if the government can have it i should be able to have it exactly um because <laughs> you know there was a i think there was a, a a picture the other day and it said how how second amendment are you and it was a dude with a rocket launcher <laughs> well i've yeah. even seen one where it was like uh, had like drones on, on this house and had a tank like parked in the front yeah you know like There's that's a tank how li- in the garage that's, that's how libertarian I yeah am. that's how libertarian i am i want to be able to wake up in the morning and drive to work in a tank and and well i was, <laughs> I was gonna like go into like a full story like i want to be able to wake up in the morning sling my ar-15 over my back walk down to the whatever restaurant or wherever i want to eat breakfast at pay them in whatever form that they want to take as far as capital whether it be trade or if I bring them just some fresh eggs, and they're like, "Hey, we'll give we'll give you breakfast if you bring us a dozen fresh eggs," you know, whatever. Something. Yeah, something. And then walk down to the local tank dealership <laughs> and purchase a tank. purchase a tank, and then drive it to get me some lunch through the local McDonald's. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know how good that's going to be on the roads, but you know, that may well, not be very good be on the asphalt. <laughs> We'll have tank roads. That's what we'll have. Like, yeah. We need to have tank roads. This is, all, of course, all jokes. Parallel this economy. All, this is all jokes. This is, this is all in jest. But in really reality, that's the kind of freedom, though, that I want. I want. Yeah, I mean. And by the way, then I'm going to take that tank afterwards, and I'm driving to your house where you have bought an F-16, and we're going to, you know, give a car wash to your F-16. Because it's a nice summer day that is not right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely cold outside. Um. All right, what have we not hit that we, we were going to hit? Well, all that's left is we need to mention the Libertarian Alabama State Convention. Yeah, and when is that? That is, let me see, it is March 19th through the 21st. Uh, it starts March 19th at 5 p.m. and goes till Sunday at 3 p.m. Okay, so the first day is Friday, March 19th. Does it cost anything to get in? Yes. Friday is, they will have the keynote with John Munns. Munns. Uh, they have a, a, appetizers and a cash bar, and it's $30 to get in on Friday. Day two is where it's at, though. Day I two, think day two, yeah. Well, I, how much does day two cost? $55. Okay, but, but Spike Cohen. Spike the, Cohen is going to be there. The vice presidential candidate from the Libertarian ticket in 2020 will be there. Spike Cohen has some really our boy. good... You know, and awesome I've got a, points I, I, that he makes on a regular basis. I've got to really commend him too for not like, you know, most libertarians. Whenever they lose the election, you know, which they do, you yeah, know. <laughs> we do because we get locked out of everything. But uh, when they always they, they just kind of disappear, we don't hear about them anymore. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what Gary Johnson's doing anymore. And I, dude, he is still out there, like oh, pushing, yeah. pushing. He's, he's pushing. He's. He's playing the long game. Yeah. Well, you, you know, got to. Of, in the Libertarian Party, you got to, man. A lot of the Libertarian candidates don't want to play the long game. But, I mean, when you look at Gary Johnson and the things that he was able to do when he was governor of New Mexico, he did a lot of really good things. Like, he actually did give health insurance via the state to the citizens of the state. The same health insurance that the the state government used, all the citizens had access to. Nice. He repaired all of their roads. 
he balanced their budget. Like, if you want to know what being a libertarian is about, it's about balanced budgets, being protected, and being free. Yep. You know, I should be free to do what I want to do. The only thing I need government for is defense and infrastructure. And really, I don't even need them for infrastructure because private companies can do that way cheaper and, and than really, governments really, can. really, really defense either because that's our duty ourselves to defend well, our country. Well, that's the the point of having a mainly volunteer yeah, armed exactly. forces. Well, actually, it's completely we're we're the only nation that has a one hundred percent volunteer right. armed forces. Um, but back to Saturday, it's fifty five dollars to get in. They're going to have the cash bar, buffet dinner, annual awards. And Seth and Willie Fred show featuring Spike Cohen. And that's Saturday. It's $55 to get in. Me and Justin said that that's probably the day we're going to go. Yeah. Going to try to. Yeah, we're going to try to be there. And uh, look for us. We're planning on having uh, Embers of Liberty podcast t-shirts by then. So Hopefully. We, yeah, hopefully. we got big plans, and we, but we don't know if they're going to play out as quickly as we hope. But that's Saturday, and then Sunday uh, is showing a guest speaker is to be announced, and it's forty dollars, and that's on Sunday. And uh, that's about all we have for today. So, the one thing that I will ask um, is that if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Make sure you like the videos. Make sure you watch the whole video every time. Um, it'll it'll pump the reach um and i wanted to let you know that we are now on apple podcasts um and we're working on getting on spotify and google play so that we'll be able to get to anybody and everybody that may be interested um also i'd like to announce that we're going to be doing third party sunday uh it will be every third sunday of the month so the first one will be the third sunday of march where we're going to take one point from the libertarian platform and we're going to explain it as best as we can so that you truly understand. Like we're going to tear it apart. We want you to truly understand where we come from as libertarians. Um, I think it'd be very beneficial. Um, and, you know, if you're, if you're not sure where your political leanings are and you're just out there looking for information, you know, we're going to try to lay it out as, as best we can for you as to what our party stands for. Um, and I think that if you really dive into what we believe and what we stand for, you really find you're probably more libertarian than you are Democrat or Republican. Um, the two, the two party system is broken and the only way that we're going to get anything accomplished is through mm. you. We have to be out there. We have to spread the the word. Um, we have to make sure that we go vote. We have to go vote for our candidate. We can't just vote the lesser of two evils anymore. Yeah, don't keep don't don't listen to these people that are like, well, you know, that's the problem is we you know. We don't have enough people, and we need people voting for people that aren't Democrat, or we don't need people that aren't, you know, voting for that aren't Republican. Don't listen to those people. Do not listen to those people. Do not listen to the people that tell you you're wasting your vote. You're absolutely not. Your vote is meant to be your voice. Um, I can't stress it enough. If you don't like the way that the country is going, you have to go vote. 
Um, and you have to vote for candidates that are going to stand for your beliefs. And you have to do that consistently in every election, whether it be state, local, federal, whatever the case, you have to go vote. It's the only way we get things done. And get involved. I mean, even if it's just, you know, like this, starting your own podcast, you know. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously, at, obviously we'd prefer you didn't. Yeah, we'd yeah. prefer you yeah, just yeah, listen, listen to, to ours. ours. But, you know, one thing I'm thinking about doing is getting involved and getting signatures, you know, to get Alabama on the, what what is it, uh, to get the Libertarian Party on the Alabama ticket. Like, you, there has to be so many signatures in order to do that or something, something like that. I can't For remember. For like local elections? I think so. Something like that. No, it's uh, in Alabama. No. So libertarian candidates for president at minimum are on the ticket in all 50 states. It's the only other party than Democrats and Republicans that meet the criteria to have a candidate in all 50 states. Okay. It's, tw- it's, it's for 2022 ballot access. Yes. yes. So that's an important one because that's a local election. That's okay. So not- on the, okay. So on the, Libertarian website for Alabama, the Libertarian Party of Alabama website. It says the most important task facing us right now is to ensure that our fellow Alabamians have the opportunity to vote in 2022 for our party's candidates, whomever they may be. Alabama is one of the nation's toughest ballot access states, if not the toughest. With a successful petition drive, we can ensure that Alabama voters have the Libertarian option on their ballots. To do this, we must turn a petition with 51,588 valid signatures in by March 3rd to achieve party status in Alabama for the first time in two decades. Because elections officials may invalidate signatures for lots of reasons, we are aiming to be safe by collecting at least 70,000 total signatures. This will not be an easy or inexpensive task. We must rely on volunteers as well as paid petitioners that typically charge up to $5 per signature. We already started collecting petition signatures. So one thing I'm thinking about doing is collecting signatures, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to get involved. Yeah, and it don't cost you it don't cost you anything. No. Well, I mean, it costs you your time. Yeah, it just costs you time. You know, it says... You know, I guess some people charge $5 a signature. I mean, I don't know who that is. I mean, I guess petitioners, paid petitioners. I mean, I don't really know what that is. I'm not too I, I don't know why you would charge for a signature. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do it for free. Yeah. Personally, you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that. I mean, Yeah, you know, we're not about telling you to give us your money. And it looks like right now $39,000... Over $39,000 has been raised for the Alabama Libertarian Party. And they're still needing about a hundred, little, or almost 161000 That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And in Alabama, that's going to be hard to get for our party. Just because it, like they said, I mean, Alabama is a tough state for libertarianism. Because unfortunately, in, in Alabama, you're, <laughs> as a libertarian, you're looked at as a liberal <laughs> a lot of times. A lot of times, yeah. Not all the time, but a lot yeah. of times. Um, but that, I think that about does it for that. Um, yeah, if you can get out to the, the, the convention and again, it is, let's see, it is March 19th, starting at 5 PM through Sunday, March 21st at 
3 p.m. And like I said, we plan on, so far, for now, our plan is to go to the Saturday night or the Saturday evening uh, event, and it's $55, so we're hoping to be there. Because we just can't simply can't afford to be there all weekend. No. We're, we're parents and <laughs> we have jobs and daily. I, mean, I could probably afford to be there. I just you know I don't know that I'm gonna pay to be there for three days. Well, it, it, we got we got our own show. We have to we have to you know finance and we got our own things we got to finance. So it's it it may be a little difficult. I know for me it'd be a little difficult to pay all that money. We can talk about this stuff all day, but. But yeah, that was a good second show. Here it, we are at yeah. uh, over two hours, so that a lot was more good. structured. Oh yeah, definitely. I think for so. sure. Sorry for the rambling we, we craziness did. that we gave you last week, but you know we tried to structure it more. And I um, hope the sounds a little better too. I mean, we I know we got probably got some little pops and pings here and there, but I think we I think we did okay this time. What do you think? I think so. I think it was pretty good. I think it was a good conversation. Yep, I do too. Um, you know, we definitely hit a lot. Uh, but we were kind of catching up. From, yeah, we wanted to cover some things that happened before we even started the the yeah. podcast. So next next time it's probably going to be a little more up to date and, yeah, probably, uh, and more yeah, up to date. Definitely, probably be shorter and probably more of the events happening right now. So. Hey, and look, we made it through without a lot of God talk. Hey, Just like I promised. Hey, personally, I don't have a problem with God talk, but I I don't want to scare people away because yeah. sometimes that that's what it'll do it. All right. But, well, I think uh, I think it was a good a good second second outing. Um, yep. And I guess we'll see you guys next week. Tally ho, lads. Bye, guys.